There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa F, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Say it with me. Baton Rouge. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Um, pro tip for the first hour, Kelly. Neglected to give our pro tip. Uh, the pro tip of the hour is uh, to constantly be thinking about pitching rotations and how they set up for the postseason. Also, think about it during the regular season, too, with some of these big series uh, pending like Atlanta versus the Mets coming up. Um, that is huge for all of your bets. Know the uh, who's hamstrung in terms of how the uh, postseason sets up. Know who sets up well. That's your pro tip for the hour. Uh, we do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com when you can sort them by sport and by show. Should I read through treat, uh, tweets, Ron Burgundy, Sal? Should yeah, I do that? Uh, let's see, Bruce Dobigan. The Utah line went from uh, minus 109 to minus 130 in under 30 seconds. Uh, Danny, 60 to 64 in the 30-second wait. Brutal. Interesting. We, we have hit resistance, though, Gil. So, I see a 64 and a half out there. Uh, mostly 64s. I see a couple shops that are ticking back down, though. 63. Oh, Jordan Pagel. Apparently, your iHeartRadio feed, oh, a 30-second delay. Some people have a delay, right? So it was up to 64 before Michael even said what game. Oh. Uh, let's see. Some bets rejected, and then it moves straight to uh, the 63 and a half of 64. Station, 64 at 15 seconds. So depending on your experience, depending on how you're taking us in, that experience goes differently, which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense for people. But then there's some who uh, banged it, for sure. And on and on with these. By the way, Chris uh, Chris Bruno texted me. Uh, Chris Bruno texted me. He goes, and cancel cashes at minus 165. Because we, we didn't do a cancel <laughs> the first week. week yeah. So he's like, there was no question there was going to be a cancel this week. Uh, let's talk some NFL with our own Mike Pritchard. How you doing, Mike? I'm great, fellas. What's happening? Doing very well. At M.I. Pritchard, by the way, on the Twitter machine. I, I want to start because the last two weeks that I've talked to you, we've talked about Kyler Murray. So let's start mm-hmm. there here, Mike, which is the Arizona Cardinals couldn't have looked worse in the first half of that game against the Raiders. They were down 20 to nothing. And, you know, despite the amazing comebacks by the Jets and by the Dolphins, you might even make the case that the Cardinals' comeback was the most outlandish of them all because they looked so, so bad in the first half. And then Kyler Murray did, I guess what I can call is his thing. Cause you got the full Kyler Murray experience was, is, is that about like, does that, does that game change your opinion at all about him? Or are you just like, no, that's kind of what you get from him. 
No, that's kind of what you get from him. <laughs> you know, he can improvise. That's what he can do. But can he stay on schedule, though, Gil? And I, I think that's what gets Kyler Murray in trouble. And uh, you face a team, a better team, a team that knows how to win in different circumstances. You know, Kyler Murray running around and doing all that stuff, that probably doesn't happen. Um, Max Crosby had a, had a great opportunity to, to seal the game uh, away. Uh, I, I think the Raiders offensively had a great opportunity to seal the game away, too. But... No, Kyle, Kyler was the number one overall pick because he is immensely talented. There's no denying that. He's very talented. And I'm not even going to use his size um, as, you know, to put it into context. I'm not. I, I, think, I think he can play quarterback in the National Football League. But can he win you a Super Bowl? Can he, can he do all those things that are necessary from a consistency standpoint, uh, but then also an efficiency standpoint? And this so far through his career, he hasn't proven that. Um, maybe he will. He still has a lot of time. He just got a new contract. And obviously, too, I mean, he's going to need uh, DeAndre Hopkins and players like that around him, too, uh, to kind of influence uh, his success uh, to, an, to a higher level, if you will. Okay, let me ask. You're a former NFL wide receiver, former NFL wide receiver, former national champion at Colorado. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins and the Ravens. I came in here Monday morning, and I was like, it was as if the Ravens didn't even have safeties, right? Like, that was my, <laughs> that was my reaction to it. You, you played this game. You know, they have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. It might be, not, it's not only the fastest duo of wide receivers in the NFL, it might be the fastest duo of wide receivers in the NFL of all time. And the Ravens were sitting on like short patterns. What in the world was happening there? Well, they weren't getting uh, a ton of pressure. I mean, they were breaking down in communication too, like uh, Gil. I mean, a lot of times defenses can be scared of speed. Uh, there's so much speed in the National Football League at this point. You're right. I, I think it's the fastest we've ever seen in the National Football League. And uh, just go back to the combine with all the receivers running under a 4-3 now uh, coming into the league. So, uh, yeah, Miami has a ton of speed, but it's no different than any other decade or, or era, if you will, in the National Football League in which you just had to contend with that. And so I, I think when you see the breakdowns on the back end, lack of communication, you're thinking you're in half-field coverage when you're not. You think you have man-to-man coverage, but you don't, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. That can hurt a team early in the season, and Miami took advantage of it. Uh, They were aggressive. You got to like that. Uh, You got to love the fact that uh, McDaniel can trust Tua in terms of throwing the football deep and and making sure you can get the ball to Waddle uh, and Tyreek Hill. And that's the big difference, you know, inserting Waddle, because Waddle was hurt in the preseason uh, but in, inserting Waddle the way that they have, as opposed to right around the line of scrimmage like they did last year, is opening up Tyreek Hill now. Uh, so defenses will be under pressure in the secondary, in the back end. But th- if the Dolphins face a team that knows how to get pressure, maybe keep Tua in the pocket, perhaps rush him up the middle as well, I mean, I think things can get difficult uh, for, for Tua in that offense. All right, let me let me get to the third amazing comeback here from this past week before we get to your thoughts on week three, which is, and, I, and I, from your perspective as a, as a former player, I'm curious, you know, the Browns lose this game. Uh, much has been made, and correctly so. We made a lot of it on Monday morning about Kareem Hunt didn't get out of bounds with 202 left. He tried to stay in bounds. He couldn't. Uh, and then, obviously, Nick Chubb goes ahead and scores the touchdown. They miss the extra point. You know the rest. The Jets with an right. unbelievable comeback in the final two minutes. On the sideline or in the locker room or the next day, if you're in the Cleveland Browns camp there, if you're on their team, it, what do you think happens? Do you think that, that people just do – they, do they just move on? Does finger-pointing start? 
What what do you what do you suspect is going on there? Man, finger pointing started with that organization decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. they moved beyond it for a little bit. Uh, they had some level of success, but when have the Browns not finger pointed? I mean, this is the Browns organization, really, Gil. I mean, defensively. I, you know, Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator, because people make uh, a lot of noise about the talent that they have. Everybody's talented, right? Uh, if you look at the National Football League as a better, certainly as a player myself, former player, now a better, it's like I know everybody's talented. When you can win games with backups, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of talent. It's all about consistency. And so last year, the Browns and that secondary and that defense gave up too many passing touchdowns. Was it breakdowns? Was it cover schemes? You can add it all up and say, yeah, it was everything, right? And, and it continues this year. Breakdowns, uh, injuries, cover schemes, and all that. And that's what, what, to me, allowed the Jets uh, to make big plays and also get themselves back in it and certainly have a chance to win it, and they did. But I, they have to be perfect offensively. And, and so if you're an on, on the offensive side of the ball, are you pointing fingers at the defense? You can't do that. There's too many alphas over there. So it's dysfunctional all the way around. I don't know if Stefanski uh, and his ego is is aware enough to kind of handle the situation in that locker room. I, I think – I don't know if it gets better uh, anytime soon. Hmm. Okay, week three. I mean, this has been, needless to say, the most incredible first two weeks of any NFL season I can remember, and I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment. What do you like mm-hmm. best as you look at the week three slate? Oh, man, I think this Pittsburgh-Cleveland game could be closer. Uh, taking a points looks interesting to me. Me too. Uh, there, yeah, you know, Buffalo, I'm monitoring injuries with Buffalo, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball because Milano with the stinger and then Phillips with the hamstring in addition to the back end against Miami, what we just talked about. But that offense for Buffalo is just unstoppable. You guys saw that stat, right, about Buffalo and their double-digit wins? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. You go back to 2020. Uh, so I, it's incredible what they have done for a consistency standpoint. And that's, that's what I focus on too. They're dictating too. And then monitoring the injury, uh, on Herbert and the irony of the situation with the doctor involved, uh, that's going to have to probably give him an injection or, you know, give him a block at least for, for those ribs and that cartilage. So, uh, yeah, it's volatile. There's some close games, green Bay, Tampa Bay is interesting. Tampa just acquired Cole Beasley. So, there you go, Tom Brady. Here's your slot receiver for your offense. And uh, we'll see if he can get himself ready to play uh, this week against Green Bay. All right, let me let me leave you with this because we have about a minute plus left here. Uh, Monday night, Jalen Hurts, yes. the Philadelphia Eagles, just absolutely look. I mean, they look spectacular against the Vikings. The Vikings had many opportunities, and it looked like Darius Slay knew what the plays were before they were even, you know, before they were even snapped. Are the Eagles everything that people are making them out to be, especially after that Monday night performance, or are you pumped the brakes a little? Where do you stand on Hurts and the Eagles? You know, I, I watched the tape, Gil, and, you know, a couple of days, actually a day ago. And um, so they they locked down the Vikings. I mean, they covered very, very well. Now, I, I don't think Kirk Cousins knows the nuance of that system yet with O'Connell, the new offense. And the nuance of it, if he did understand that, he probably would have avoided some picks. Um, but no, I think the Eagles defense locked them down, locked down receivers. And then offensively, they have a lot of offense. They have a lot of options and, and Jalen hurts. The way he's playing is going to make things difficult for any defense. They're playing with six eligibles. Most teams play with, with four, uh, because of protection schemes. Right. And so 
when you're playing with six eligibles, including the quarterback, and you're playing at a high level that way, that's going to be difficult to stop, Gil. And uh, Jalen Hurts understands that offense. This college offense, Shane Steichen was out here at UNLV, and I'm watching the Eagles play, and I'm like, wait a minute, I called that offense right there when Shane Steichen was a quarterback out here for the Rebels. So uh, I, I don't know when the league catches up to what the Eagles are doing right now, but they're highly successful. But you make such a great point in there, and I hope people caught it, which is continuity matters in this league, right? Jalen Hurts knows this offense. Kirk Cousins, two weeks, maybe we shouldn't expect him to, to be flawless, right, this quick into that offense. Mike, right. Mike Pritchard, everybody, at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter, co-host of VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it as always. Thank you. Have a great day, folks. You too. Will Hill on the other side on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Uh, everybody's still uh, tweeting about the uh, the right angle sports release here, uh, Kelly. Uh, Christopher Felica, are you familiar with that guy? He's like, uh, some of us might get greedy. Some of us bet the over 60 and a half, and now took the under 64 and a half. Should be uh, pointing out there. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, by the way. I uh, should point that out. Once again, VEASAN Pro available to everybody. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show host and guests, 24-7 video, season prep. That includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with access actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of our favorites, kind enough to join us each and every week, it's Will Hill at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Always got the uh, the gangster lean. You also will got the lean going. How you doing, man? You good? I'm okay. Uh, I'm hanging in there. It's been a it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. Obviously, with the queen passing away, just trying to take it day by day. <laughs> but uh, you know, talking to you helps coming on the yeah. show and uh, just, yeah. just trying to get better every day. Yeah. By Thanks. the way, by the way, the, the woman passed away, and we all like feel that we feel an instinct to make a jokes about. It. It's very weird with her, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a callback Monday. You you and uh, I think it was Chris Andrews yeah. who is. Mush, not Meshuggah. He's one of the one, he's, one he's, of those. He's my Meshpucha. That's right. That's right. You, of sir, course. might be Meshuggah, but he is a. You guys Meshpucha. were joking that. Yeah. yeah, you guys were joking that it was. Uh, it was going on a little long. So it's a. It's a. <laughs> yes. It's a 
you know, paying off the the, the a numbers game audience. I believe Chris's uh, Chris's uh, comment was, "Did something happen to the Queen that I should know about?" Um, yes. yes. No. I appreciate you uh, taking uh, copious notes and, and with the references. So, Will, I uh, I floated something to you in parlay last night, which I talked about at the top of the show today, and I was giggling as I was texting it. Not that I was was joking. I was being completely serious, but I knew that you guys would just be like, "What are you talking about?" But I'm curious what your thought is on this, and let me just recap it for everybody. Talk about the Braves and the Mets, which appear to be our only, not only our only pennant race, but might even be our only thing to watch down the stretch because right now the race for the number three wild cards aren't looking particularly close with apologies to the Brewers, who might want to get off the schneid today, by the way, this morning. But the Mets and the Braves at the top of the NL East, the Mets have 12 games left. The Braves have 14 left. They are both tied in the loss column. They are tied at the, in the loss column. They have three games against each other coming up all in Atlanta. Um, as far as the other games, uh, the schedule tilts a little bit in favor of the Mets because the Mets only have the one game left against the Brewers today, whereas the Braves have four at Philly. Again, not making a judgment as to who's going to win those games, just saying if you look at strength of schedule, it sort of tips a little to the Mets right now. And my comment was, and this is, you know, I'm just thinking about every possible thing, which is, okay, let's say, and it's a big if here, but let's say the Mets in particular, because they have the best pitching, let's say the Mets fall a game or two behind in the loss column. And we'll never know because they'll never admit this. But is there any scenario where the Mets say to themselves at that point, you know what, this ain't the worst thing in the world to be the number four seed. And by the way, people should know that if you don't win the division, you immediately, if you're the best wild card, you go to the number four seed, even if you have a better record than than, uh, division winners. So they would play the four or five. It would be a best of three at New York. Obviously, the Mets could set up their pitching for that. That would mess a little bit with their pitching heading into the best of five. But the upside, maybe they look at it this way, and this is what I'm floating to you. The potential upside in that would be, then we would get the Dodgers in a best of five, as opposed to having to play them in a best of seven. And the best of five thinking would be, being more favorable as, that would be less of a less of a sample size for the Dodgers offense to manifest, if you will. Any shred of notion that they might have that thought? No. Just because I think, first of all, you might not see the Dodgers in a best of seven. Atlanta might beat them. And you got to deal with the best two out of three, which you could lose. And like you said, it'll screw up your pitching. You can't go into L.A. throwing Bassett and Carrasco. Now, if that is the scenario and you somehow get a split, which I don't know that you would— then you're actually in decent shape. If you lose a division, you split the first two with Bassett and Carrasco because then you're home with DeGrom and Scherzer. And, you know, we can argue about how you order that, which is a fascinating conversation because I think I trust Scherzer more in a big game now that DeGrom is crazy as that is. If you're 1-1 and you're home, coming home with DeGrom and Scherzer, maybe that's not a terrible scenario. But I think if you're the Mets, you have to win the division. Uh, get in this scenario where you're in the division round. You avoid the Dodgers until the NLCS at earliest. If you play them at all, you might might see the Braves. Hell, I might pick the Braves over the Dodgers if they played a best of seven right now. It, it, that would be a hell of a series. So I still want to win the division. If I'm the Mets, I want to win it really badly. I know you do right now. I'm not debating that. Yeah. You, you clearly do right now. But I'm just saying your brain will shift if you start to fall behind with limited games left. And you might say to yourself, okay, how do we plan this now? Because this might not be the worst thing in the world. I guess the other thing we talked about was, you know, you were like, okay, let's say, let's say the Mets did imminently have to play the Dodgers in a best of five. Could you then try to 
you know, finesse it by starting Bassett in game one of the best of three. But the problem with that is it's a best of three, right? And so if you lose game one, you're literally one game from your entire season being over. So I don't think you can do that either, right? Can't get too cute with that. You got to throw DeGrom and Scherzer in some order. I don't think you can get too cute and then just take your chances and hope to get a split in L.A. The reason I don't think they can fall too far behind, their last six games are against the Braves and the Nationals. So even if they somehow fall like three games back in the loss column, they say, you know what? We can sweep the Braves and sweep the Nationals. We control our own destiny. So they're going to control their own destiny no matter what. They're never going to feel like they're out of it, I wouldn't think. Parlay was uh, he was texting me about like how he's he's already managing the Mets about how, how he thinks the pitching rotation should go these next few days. This is what makes I mean, let me just say this. Just a love letter to baseball. This is what makes baseball awesome, right? Football, it's like we're on crack, right, during the weekends. But yes. but come like figuring out the rotations and how these teams are gonna plan against each other and whether that ends up working or not, it's what makes baseball so great. You have any plays today at all? I did play the under the first five Yankees and the Pirates. Uh, it's four. It's the Rosny Contreras revenge game. Former Yankee prospect. He's actually got a <laughs> yes. fantastic arm. He's going to be a good pitcher. He's uh, he's pitched pretty well for the Pirates. Severino making his return. Uh, we've said that before. He's made plenty of returns. He's been hurt plenty. Uh, so under four in the first five. That was a, uh, a wild ending last night with Judge with the homer. And you figured it was just sort of uh, you know irrelevant at the time that the Yankees hit the walk-off Amazing. grand slam. So. Just uh, just an incredible ending. I did play under first five there. And I play, I play these props sometimes with the big favorites. I played the Braves to score the first run. I've been playing them the last few times. They, they've been uh, they've been good to me. You get it like minus 135. Just figure you get a scoreless top of the first. The Braves will score uh, sooner rather than later against that Nationals pitching staff. Parlay also texted me last night. He said, hey, if the Nationals are going to win any game in this series, uh, in these remaining games against the Braves, it'll be today as the Braves are throwing Bryce Elder. But I figure the Braves probably still win the game. Espino against Elder, which is this morning, literally an hour from now. And that is, that is followed quickly this morning by the Mets game against the Brewers. Show up, Brewers. Hold the lead, for goodness sake. Uh, that's Taiwan Walker going up against uh, Adrian Hauser in that one with the Mets, a minus 127 road favorite. Um, the other thing I, I mentioned to you yesterday was I was like, I cannot wait to bet against the Yankees no matter who they're playing in the uh, ALDS. Do you see it my way? Yeah, I do. You know, the biggest thing, you can talk about the injuries, all the different things with the lineup. Holmes was awesome the first half of the season. He's been a disaster really since the All-Star break. Uh, That's a big difference because they can't close out these games. And everybody, every single guy they've traded for has gotten hurt or been hurt, whether it's Montas, who was awful, now he's hurt. F. Ross, uh, you just go down the line. Everybody got hurt. Ben Attendee, it was a disaster of a deadline. I, I thought they did a decent job at the deadline despite the Montgomery trade, which was strange. Now you go into playoffs, you don't have a fourth starter. It'll be Cole, probably Cortez, I guess Severino. I don't know what you would do for a fourth game if you're down two games to one. Cole on three days rest, maybe. A bullpen game, maybe. Uh, they don't really have a four starter right now. Tyone, I guess you could throw. Yeah, oh, can't wait for this. October's the is, again. We we often Amazing. ask, what's your favorite month in the in the uh, you know sports sports betting calendar? I always say it's October. Nothing else is close for me. Um, we have less than two minutes. Your favorite week three NFL plays. My favorite week three, I bet a bunch of futures. Some of the division bets I gave out, I'm doubling down on the Jags to win the division at three to one. The Chiefs minus 110 to win the division. I just think the Broncos, look, it doesn't look good with Wilson and Hackett. The Raiders aren't going to win that division. They already have a leg up on the Chargers beating them head-to-head. I think that minus 105, minus 110 on the Chiefs is cheap. The Jags, the rest of the division is a disaster. Uh, as far as, and I got another fun one for you. Uh, we can get into it maybe next week. The Titans 26-1 to to have the worst record. They are 0-2. They still have to play the rest of the AFC West, the Eagles, the Cowboys with Dak back, the Packers. 
there's a scenario where they're one and six and they say, hey, let's see what Willis can do and, and we'll just punt on this season and they win three or four games. That's not impossible. Um, I do like Arizona plus four against the Rams. I just think the Rams are a little overvalued. I haven't loved what I've seen from them, so I like Arizona plus four. Where'd you bet the Titans won? That one is at FanDuel. Worst wreck. Okay. Because uh, you're right, there is a path, right, where it's like, you know, Drew Dinsick famously said it's a sneaky tank anyway. But, man, if they, uh, yeah, if they drop a few more games here, it could get ugly very quickly. And then what do they, how do they end up playing it, right? Hey, Malik Willis, how about taking some snaps? We want to see what you can do. So and I don't think he's ready to, to yeah. jump in and do that. Yeah, but they might, they might, you know, see what, they want to see what they have, I guess, at that point, right? right? Um, good stuff as always, Will. Let's go, Brewers. Let's get something done today, huh? Sorry, I know you see don't. See you, Gil. You don't agree with me. That's it. He's done. He's like, see ya. Can't, <laughs> can't take the anti-Met stuff. Uh, we'll come back. Our NFL power rankings. Kelly and I with our uh, top ten for what it's worth. Boy, does it fall off a cliff after like nine. That's on the other side. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip right here in Las Vegas. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland. Kelly Midland, Midland in the house. You go to the uh, Aces Parade yesterday, Kelly? You make- uh, just missed it. Just missed it? Yeah. Heard it went all around Las Vegas. <laughs> What was what was the root again? What did you say the root was? <laughs> I mean, I heard from someone. Yeah. I won't name them. I heard from someone. It was Caesars de Bellagio, which are right next door to each other if you that haven't been to Las Vegas. It's like, how long was that parade if it was from Caesars de Bellagio? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Three quarters La- of a mile? <laughs> no, not even. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Vegas' first professional sports champion. How about that? That's eh, pretty cool. Good on them. Becky Hammonds and crew. They, uh, they're the short shot to repeat, by the way, in case you're scoring at home. All right, Kelly, what do we have now as a special segment? Don't we have an intro for this? Power rankings time. No oh. intro ready yet. So you're oh. just going to have to deal with my intro, Kill. Uh, okay, let's hear it. You're up first. Power rankings. How do you see them in the NFL? I thought uh, you were going to do like a uh, monster truck kind of intro. All right, let me go for, can I go from 1 to 10? Is that allowed? Yeah. All right. 1... No surprise, your Buffalo Bills. Clearly showing themselves to be uh, head and shoulders. Well, I don't know about head and shoulders, but, uh, you know, a collarbone ahead of uh, some of these teams here. Chiefs are number two because, again, the Chiefs, the, the, uh, the reports of the Chiefs' demise have been greatly exaggerated. By the way, I raised my hand. I was part of that. I was like, oh, my God, the first seven games are impossible. Chiefs looking good here early in the season crushing the Cardinals in the first game and then uh, taking down the Chargers on the Thursday night game of week number two. I do have the Chargers at number three, and a lot of that is fueled by the fact that this offseason I was very high on the Chargers, made all kinds of Chargers bets, and as long as Justin Herbert is healthy, which of course is something to monitor this week, I have them at number three. So three AFC teams at the top of my NFL power rankings, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, in that order. Then number four, I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It has been a very, very sheepish 2-0. But in any game they play, they might have the best unit on the field with that defense. And by the way, Tom Brady is still the quarterback, so you got to give him dap for that. So I've got the Buccaneers at number four. The Eagles are five. The Eagles, after their performance uh, on Monday night against the uh, Vikings, they skyrocket from, you know, in the sort of bottom half of the top ten into the number five position for me. 
I do have the defending Super Bowl champion Rams at six. I know they have not looked good. The Falcons had the ball with a chance to win. But uh, I'm not going to have them crash based on their uh, early performance. Ravens are seven. They should have never coughed up that game, gacked that game against the Dolphins. They still have Lamar Jackson. They still got John Harbaugh. I'll make them number seven. Now, I've always been higher on the Niners than most. I have Niners Super Bowl bets. So I've got the Niners now with Jimmy G. This is why I made the bets. As soon as they decided to keep him this year, I made the bets, NFC and Super Bowl. They're in my number eight team. And now Jimmy G is, of course, their starting quarterback with the Trey Lance season-ending ankle injury. Dolphins move into the top ten, Kelly. Dolphins are a new entry at number nine. The 2-0 Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa with nine. Wait, excuse me, with six. I don't know where I got nine from. Six <laughs> touchdown passes. They're number nine on the list. Uh, with six touchdown passes this past week and the amazing comeback. Down 21 points twice, including in the fourth quarter, 35-14 against the Ravens. They got no safeties in Baltimore, apparently. Dolphins are number nine. And then the Vikings, who you and I were very high on in this offseason, I'm not going to drop them completely out of the top ten. Still high on. One game in Philly. One game in Philly. Kirk Cousins. A lot of people make a lot of his uh, primetime woes. I think Mike Pritchard said it best. Can we really expect, or I'm paraphrasing, can we really expect him to be all clear on the Kevin O'Connell offense two weeks into this? They're my number ten team. I'm really glad Pritch brought that up because it uh, it maybe gives me another excuse if they uh, continue to lose another game or two. You <laughs> know, right. like, like, Pritch said it. Okay, continuity <laughs> matters. Uh, we did, he did not have that heading into the season. No, no, no. I'm still on. all right. Head over to mine. Our first what four exactly the same Bills. Number one, I think that's very obvious right now. They, they are the best team. We talked about it yesterday. Yesterday, I think this is a very good team with a great quarterback. So if you know this offense. Slows down at all. Josh Allen tweaks an ankle or something. Am I really going to be as confident as I am right now in the Buffalo Bills? No, but they are the number one team in the league to me right now. It's not even close. Chiefs second. Uh, I think this is a bit of a surprising start to the season to the Chiefs for me. I I wouldn't be surprised if they drop down a bit as the season goes on, but very impressive start. And as much as we've talked, Gil, about some of the teams that have not been impressive to start this year, the Colts, et cetera, right, the Chiefs, on the other other side of it have been very impressive. Three Chargers with a big asterisk. Because why are we not talking about this as much this this week, Gil, about Justin Herbert and his injury? I feel like everybody just assuming that he's going to be fine. We don't know. And they're laying seven points to the Jags. Yep. And that injury is not going to affect him at all. Uh, I mean, I am not as certain, I guess, as everybody else with that. That You watch that third de- third and one play again where he had to just let that ball go, couldn't even run for the first down. He was in so much pain. And reminder, that's just a week ago. I'm not as confident, I guess, that this team could easily be 13th in my power rankings next week if Justin Herbert somehow, I don't know, leaves a game, doesn't play, looks terrible, whatever. Uh, but for right now, number three, number three with an asterisk, Buccaneers, like you, I think you laid it out very well with the Bucs. A lot of injuries right now. This offense might take some time uh, to really hit the ground, uh, really hit the ground running with the wide receivers uh, situation, the offensive line situation. But that defense is fantastic. Losing Akeem Hicks going to hurt a little bit there, but the t- the defense is great. Number four, I still got the most trust of that of any NFC team right now that I do with the Bucs. Rams, I put five. Eagles, six. I think you had these flip flopped. 
I'll, this one I went back and forth on, Gil. I do think right now the Eagles are, are a more impressive and better all-around team. The Rams have more question marks. But, of course, you come in after winning a Super Bowl. You don't look great over a couple games. There's going to be question marks. I think there is some concerns that there is. it's basically just been Cup and Higby in the passing game for them. Where's Allen Robinson? Where's some other threats that Stafford's going to be able to go to? But – at the end of the day, when we're talking about these teams in the playoffs or something like that, I'm trusting the Rams. I'm trusting Stafford more than what I'm trusting Hurts in that offense uh, once we get up to elite-level competition. Speaking of that, Ravens number seven. Same kind of thing goes with them. I, I like the Ravens. I think they are one of the best teams in the league when they go and face bad teams. When they're, they're playing the Patriots this week. I've laid those points already. I think the Patriots are not, are not a good team this year. I think the Ravens are going to roll right over them. I have I have question questions though when it comes to the Ravens playing elite level uh, caliber teams. I think they're going to be right in this kind of range for my power rankings all year, uh, right around seven. I still have Vikings eight a little bit higher than you. I'm still high on them though. One game in Philly. I'm not going to completely write this team off. Have them eight. Packers nine. Look, the defense is still good. I like the running backs there. There's some things they can do. I'm just, you know, we talked about them all year. I don't think they're going to get higher than this, though, for me in the NFC power rankings. In the NFC odds, they, they're second. They're not going to be that way for me most of the season. I put Bengals 10. I'm still, I'm still a believer that this offense is going is to find its rhythm. The offensive line is going to get things together, be able to protect Burrow a little bit better. This passing game will start clicking, and this, this team will still be one of the top teams in the AFC. We are going to learn a whole bunch about the Bengals this week. That's for sure. Uh, Bengals, of course, a possible survivor pick at the Jets, uh, trying to get off the schneid, I'll say that again, to get their first win of the season. They are five-point favorites at New York. So where we differ, you have two teams in there that I don't. You have the Packers and the Bengals. I have the Niners and the Dolphins. Correct. Where does it it start to fall off a cliff for you then, like 11 or 12? Like, I mean, there is a – once you get past that, it falls. Pretty precipitously to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you're, you're right, Niners, Niners would be up there for me. Um, but I, I think it's really that nine to like nine to thirteen range or something. It, it, if you could throw any order at me, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue back. Right? But it's like, I guess what I'm talking about is like, where would you put teams like the Raiders or the Broncos or like teams that some people thought would be, you know, would have fine seasons that have gotten off to to slow starts? They're right there. They're, they're, up they're there. 12, 13, somewhere to me, in there. something like that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not believing that those teams, both those teams, are going to be terrible this year. I'm not either, but it's tough to really like have a lot of confidence in them either. You know, the Browns. Where do you put them? There's a bunch of those kinds of teams, right? Where you're like, I don't, I don't even know. You know, where where does a team like the? I mean, the, the, the Browns are are middle of the road or worse. Where right? are the Cardinals? Like, I can't be that confident. Where are the Cardinals? In your list, right? There's a lot. The, the The middle is so soft to me. The Saints fell out of your top ten, for instance. I, I just think I think it's tough with the Cardinals right now. Where what do they have this year that gets you more excited about this team than what they had last year? Because yeah. I can point out a lot of spots where they're worse than last yeah. year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then I think we're seeing some of these kind of the coaching and quarterback concerns. And, I, yeah, I don't know. This Cardinals team, I'm, I'm not going to be as high on as I was last year, which I was very high on. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. Who's you, who do you have at 32? Mm, that is a good question. You didn't take it far that down, did you? No, I didn't. It's probably the Bears. <sighs> Except Bears, at least they can run. You know who might be? I mean, 
the Carolina Panthers might be it, it, might that be was making my, a run at that. One. Like they, I don't know what they do particularly well. And Baker Mayfield is so not going to be kind about this. So mediocre. It's it's definitely not the Falcons or the Texans. It's not I'll the Falcons that. and it's not the Texans. I would agree with that. We'll come back. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke on the other side. It's a numbers game at Vison, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbersgame, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign, funky fresh, with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Pro tip of the hour. Kelly, you interested in that? Pro tip of the hour. Uh, continuity matters in the National Football League. I try to bring this up as often as possible, um, but it's it's non-provable theories. But I, I've often said on this show, hey, if Peyton Manning was drafted by the Washington football team, he never would have become Peyton Manning. And people's heads explode when I say that. There's no way that I can prove it to you. There's no way that you can prove to me otherwise. But when you have a different coordinator or a different head coach every single year, it just doesn't work out. And Mike Pritchard was making the point about the Eagles versus the Vikings the other night. Jalen Hurts, very familiar with his offensive system, knows everything, and is very comfortable in it. Kirk Cousins' second week with Kevin O'Connell, maybe it's too quick to expect Kirk Cousins and the Vikings to be all that good. So continuity matters in the NFL when you're handicapping. Think about it, especially when it comes to quarterbacks and their offenses. Don't be surprised to see quarterbacks struggle in new offenses. That is your VEASAN pro tip of the hour. Don't forget, of course, each and every hour we do that. Up to 20 a day, it'll actually be guaranteed that it'll be 20 a day. That's what we do one every hour, so it's 20 when you do the math. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Ladies and gentlemen, he comes to us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. He's at Spreadopedia on Twitter, and of course, the host of the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast is Jason Weingarten. Jason, how you doing, man? Good morning. How's it going? Doing very well. 
you uh you look very uh awake this morning. You ready to go, huh? All right. Uh, yeah, ready to go. Let me uh let me ask you about this because I was talking about the Braves and the Mets earlier. Do you still like the Blue Jays in a division bet? Like, would you take a flyer on the Blue Jays to win the AL East? I did like twelve hours ago when it looked like they were winning and the Yankees were losing when it was uh eight four in the ninth inning. I thought uh thought the Yankees were going down yesterday. Now uh you know. Yeah, I, I don't like it as much as I did when we were talking about it yesterday. Blue Jays twenty to one, Tampa Bay Rays forty-five to one to win the AL East. With the Yankees, uh, just again, we always said with the uh, the games between the Blue Jays and the Rays on that schedule, it was going to be tough for anybody to get to the Yankees if those two teams beat up on each other. And that has that was the case the first go round when they played uh, each other. I think it was just a one-game difference, which is perfect for the Yankees. The Yankees still maintain a five-and-a-half game lead over the Blue Jays and a seven-and-a-half game over the Rays, seven-and-a-half game lead over the Rays. All right, um, what's the award that you think we're going to get a surprise on vis-a-vis the uh, betting numbers? You know, I think the only one that's really up in the air right now is Michael Harris and Spencer Strider, unless you think there is uh, still a, a challenger to Verlander in the AL uh, AL Cy race, which I'm skeptical of, but willing to, you know, consider. But you think it's going to Verlander? You think the name recognition and him coming back here, which is very key, right? Like, if he didn't come back, it would be sort of out of sight, out of mind. But since he came back and performed well, you think... It's his. He's minus 400 now, for goodness sakes. I think it is most likely his. Um, only other guy I could really see making a, a push is Framber. Yeah, and Shane McClanahan pulled out by injury, so he's probably not a not a possibility here. Um, yeah, he's he's done. And Alec Manoa, he's a possibility, but you know he's he's just not going to get there. His numbers are great, though. Um, so only NL Rookie of the Year, and you would vote for whom at this point? Which one? You know, I, I think I'd still go Harris here, but it's it's very close. I, I don't know how you d- determine, you know, whether yeah. a, a 2020 center fielder is better than a 200 strikeout pitcher. You know, it's, it's close, and if they ended up with a co-Rookie of the Year, I wouldn't be too, ex- too disappointed in that, but, you know, someone's going to have to lose, unfortunately. Did you make any baseball bets today? Yeah, I bet uh, I bet the Guardians. I think got like um, about one twenty four, one twenty five on the Guardians coming off the the uh, extra innings win yesterday. I think you know the the White Sox are just kind of done. Kind of done. They had so many chances to win that game yesterday, and they just could not get it done. Guardians were relentless. Guardians now with a what is it a five game lead now in the AL Central? That appears to be over. Yeah, five game lead over the White Sox, and the Twins have faded entirely. They're eight games back. Um, I asked this of Paul Sporer. I asked this of Mark Borchard before him. I will ask this of you. As we look ahead towards the postseason, what is the sneaky team? And maybe it's based on sort of sneaky starting pitching, if you will. That's better than most people think it is. What's a team that might merit a futures play either to win the pennant or the World Series? I will give you their answers. They both landed on the Mariners as their choice. What would you say? I'd say it's probably a little late for the Mariners. Nine to one's not bad, um, especially with Castillo and Robbie Ray leading that that rotation. They do have the pieces, the pitching, the bullpen to you know win a a, a series. I don't know if they have enough to win the American League. I'd still probably go with the Astros here. If you made me take a a, a, a stab at somebody here, I'd go with the Guardians at fourteen. 
Guardians fourteen to one. Do you agree? I, I was I was texting Will Hill last night. I mentioned it to him today, which was I can't wait to bet the team that's playing against the Yankees in the American League Division Series. You agree with that sentiment generally? Yeah, probably. Um, I was kind of going through it in my head last night. What what would a you know a series prize be? Yankees versus Blue Jays or anybody? I I still kind of don't think the Yankees are particularly good you know they're 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 better than average but not a world series contender to me did you make any football bets for week three yeah i started going through uh through the card i actually like it a lot this week which means i'm probably going to lose a bunch of money (laughs) um Uh falcons falcons plus two and a half i like them coming off the the loss to the rams i think uh a a lot of falcons love this morning on the show Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought they're one of the the, the 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 good bad teams so far. Um, 49ers. I took 49ers minus one in the the night game at at Denver. Haven't been impressed with Denver through two weeks. And uh, what's the other game? Oh, the Jets. Jets plus four and a half. I think uh, mm. the Bengals. I'm really down on the Bengals after two weeks. They're zero and two. This is their. Uh, second game in a back-to-back road trip. They have another back-to-back road trip coming up with uh, Baltimore and uh, New Orleans. It's just a really tough schedule. It doesn't get any easier for them. Joe Burrow's getting hit so much that if if it, if it continues to get hit at this level, he won't make it through the season. It's just unsustainable getting sacked seven, eight times a game. I actually bet the Bengals to have the worst record in the NFL at 50-1. to one this week i think uh if, if things keep going south there they will go south quickly and if you just look at their schedule there's no easy games for them it just it keeps getting harder wow a couple unsolicited uh worst record in nfl uh, thoughts this morning will hill likes the titans at 26 to 1 you've got the Bengals at 50 to 1 um and jason i hope i'm not uh, talking out of school here but uh you were saying yesterday you're like I lost money this morning on soccer i lost money this morning on some other random stuff and then you made it all back on baseball just bet baseball today. That's my humble suggestion. <laughs> Go that way. Yeah, you know, uh, that that some some days you got to work extra hard to <laughs> make back your money just just to break even on on stuff you should have been betting in the first place. But that's that's what we do, you know. That's what it's, we it's do. Yeah. Not not the first time, not the last time. It's you know. Anybody who tells you they haven't done that before, they're either lying or they haven't done this long enough. Jason, we appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you later. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. And, of course, the Wide World of Weingarten podcast available where all podcasts are distributed. Kelly, you have some news and notes to close out the show here. Yeah, just a couple couple quick things. It does look like uh, reports coming out that Mike Evans' one-game suspension will be upheld. So that will be taking place. He will miss the game this week uh, against the Packers. To no one's surprise. Yeah, yeah, really no one's surprise. And then just uh, one note for this judge home run chase. Uh, PSA Friday night's game is on Apple TV. (laughs) Oh, man, are you serious? (laughs) I just saw someone tweet that out. So uh, let's hope he's not going for uh, 62 then. He broke it. No one saw it. Oh, people are watching. But not not everybody. Like that is, by yesterday, both the Mets and the Braves were on Apple TV. I'm like, well, guess I'm going up to the sports book to watch this. The, the, other pro- the problem is I have it. So like last night, I was like, yeah. we're baseball games. Why can't I watch it? Took me like an hour to remind remember right. that they're there. Yeah. Boy, could you imagine if Jay- 
Every judge breaks it on Apple TV. Well, there you go. It's not WNBA bad, but it's baseball bad in terms of the scheduling and uh, the arrangement of all. We've done all we can do. Hope there was something you uh, win money on today. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Braves. Let's go, Brewers. Let's get this bet home. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.